This is Life Between Classes, where we talk about what's going on in your life and in your mind between classes. I have a confession. What you're about to listen to was recorded last week. It's on the topic of fear and courage. And after I recorded it, something very interesting happened. I got scared. (laughs) And I didn't publish it. Until now. And yes, I see the irony in that. But the topic is still relevant, and I'm going along with the principle, better late than never. So here we go. Join me as I reflect on fear and courage And I hope you find some value in this conversation and see how it can apply to your life and maybe even how it can apply to the issues being brought to light in the U.S. these past weeks dealing with systematic racism, police brutality, and white supremacy. If these issues have been a trigger for you, but you're not sure or maybe something's holding you back from from speaking out or taking action, um, then maybe these questions will give you some food for thought. And maybe they'll even help you break through whatever it is that's holding you back, whether it's related to this or anything that your soul is trying to express. I wasn't planning on recording today, but it was just on my heart to speak today about something um, related to what's going on in our nation. And um, I was out for a run this morning, and I had just sort of another flurry of thoughts. I don't even know if that's a word. Well, a flur- I guess flurry is a word, like snow flurries. <laughs> so somehow <laughs> it makes sense to use that word when I talk about these thoughts that I have. Um, that kind of come unexpectedly, um, but they're usually prompted by something. And uh, the thing that they're prompted by today is, um, well, in part, like I said, what's what's going on with um, all of the racial issues and civil injustices and police brutality that's um, being talked about a lot in, in the U.S. right now. Um, but it's also because of something that I talked about with a friend recently and that relates to my life as well and that is where fear can hold us back from engaging in our passions and even hold us back from discovering our passions in life. So I'll tell you how this came about for my friend. Um, This person is someone who has always been politically inclined um, but she had been silent so far um, in like social media she hadn't really been posting much about the issues that have been coming to light over the past few weeks um, regarding you know racism and uh, like I said all, all of these things that are hap- happening in our country and um, she was kind of just like taking it all in she was educating herself learning more about the issues and I think just in a phase of like processing it all 
Um, but more and more, she started feeling that urge to do something. And she wasn't sure if that was like, you know, a guilt reaction or an authentic um, desire, you know, coming from inside of her to speak out, to, to take part in this dialogue, in these conversations happening and to um, share her, her viewpoint and her perspectives on it. But she also felt kind of scared to do that. She almost didn't realize it, but, but fear was kind of causing a barrier for her to, to say her part and to come out and talk about it openly because of what people might think. And, you know, these are obviously very sensitive issues and controversial. And in part, she was afraid to, you know, get something wrong or to say something that would offend someone, right? And I can totally relate to this. I mean, I, I, I feel like I could just as equally be describing myself um, because that is exactly how I feel about this stuff. I, I am not comfortable like <laughs> talking about politics or opening up about my, my personal viewpoints in areas like this. Um, because I feel both unprepared, you know, not educated enough to, to really talk about it. I'm afraid of saying something wrong. I'm afraid of offending someone. So all of those same sentiments I share, um, which is why I think this really connected with me. And, um, and it's, it's really hit me pretty hard, too, because it's the same for me, which is why I, I often avoid these issues <laughs> until they literally cannot be avoided anymore. Um, so that's kind of the point um, that my, my friend got to, and she decided to finally just start speaking about it, putting stuff on, on social media, and just opening up more about it and sharing her viewpoint with um, you know friends and, and family and neighbors. And immediately, she felt a sense of relief she felt almost like a feeling of exhilaration and sort of like adrenaline, like this big source of energy was just tapped into as soon as she started engaging in this. So what she realized very quickly is that, yes, she is passionate about this stuff, about the movement towards greater racial equality and, and just equality all around and and now she feels really good that that she's beginning to open up about it and she's discovering this passion of hers and contributing to a cause that she feels strongly about um, so anyway you know in hindsight she can see that it was fear that was holding her back so this brought the question to mind you know for all to pose to all of us and, and I'm posing it to myself as well is where in your life is fear holding you back? And is that fear necessary? Or does it just pretend to be necessary? Is it just trying to keep you safe, trying to keep you in your comfort zone? Right? Because that's, that's what fear does. I mean, it actually exists for a reason. It, it's a very useful emotion in certain contexts. Um, it's a mechanism that's programmed into our primitive brain to keep us safe, you know, to keep us safe from predators. Um, but it does exist for a reason. And, and there are correct times and places when I, I believe it's essential that we listen to our fear and, um, 
and, and use that to protect us. But recognizing that it does try to keep us in the familiar and that it's not always necessary and that sometimes it's actually a barrier to us living at our full potential and from becoming the fullest expression of ourself you know is it holding you back from giving your gifts to the world could fear be holding you back from discovering a passion or contributing to a cause so what does fear look like and and like what exactly are we afraid of I know a lot of people including myself can be afraid to be seen and heard right do you ever hide I I certainly do I (laughs) I feel like I've been in a process of coming out of hiding and um showing more of my true self to the world. And actually, this podcast is part of that process for me. Um, But why do we hide sometimes? One of the reasons, at least for me, is being afraid of being wrong, Um, being afraid of being judged by others, right? Also, maybe being afraid of offending someone, especially if it involves sensitive issues like these. You know, um, the people pleaser in me wants to make everyone happy. Um, I have a tendency to want to agree with everyone, no matter what their viewpoint is, when deep down, I may not agree. So then the question is, do we like those reasons? Do I like that reason? Do I, so if I'm afraid of being judged, do I like my reason? Well, here's the thing we're going to be judged one way or another, right? We're going to be judged whether we keep quiet or whether we step out. Now, we may be judged less if we hide and stay quiet and don't express our true selves in the world and don't open up and don't share our gifts. But I would rather be in the arena fighting and be judged by that, for that, for actually, you know, showing up in life and and actively participating than to just sit on the sidelines. You know, I, this, I mean, I, I can't talk about this without referencing Brene Brown because she talks a lot about courage and vulnerability and um, just the whole idea of the arena kind of uh, being in the arena that comes from her and um, some of what she references in, in her writings. Anyway, it, it's a powerful question to ask, you know, when, when you're doing something or not doing something, do you like your reason for doing or not doing that thing? And likewise, you know, if we have a fear of being wrong, um, that's like sort of the, the perfectionist in us, that when we really take it out and have a good look at it, really that comes down to ego and pride, right? I mean, no one likes to be wrong. I certainly don't. <laughs> Because it hurts my ego when I have to admit that I'm wrong, when I, when I realize that I made an error or something that I did or said was flawed. But then again, guess what? We're human. We are going to make mistakes. We're allowed to make mistakes. And part of the process of being a human and learning and growing is to learn from our mistakes, to make that mistake, you know, and then, and then 
learn something from it, take something away from it. We've talked about this in previous episodes, and um, this is one of the things that I mentioned in in the very first episode, uh, which is kind of part of my uh, my main principles. The idea of like viva el error. Um, we celebrate errors because it's part of the learning process, and and not just learning a language, but learning how to navigate the world and and be a human being. So we're afraid to be seen. We're afraid to be heard. We're afraid to be judged for being wrong. Um, I'm beginning to realize that I don't like these reasons and I'm tired of holding back because of them. So another thing you'll notice if you are letting fear hold you back from something that you may be feeling called to or passionate about is you'll start to feel restless. And I talked about this in the in the conversation about triggers in the previous episode, right? When when something just kind of keeps nagging at you and keeps, you know, poking at your brain and and calling your attention, usually there's a reason for that. And maybe it's your cue to act. Or maybe it's your cue to just take that next step. And maybe that next step is remaining quiet and listening and learning. But being aware and being attentive to what calls your interest, that, that's still something. Um, stepping outside of our comfort zone is, by nature, uncomfortable, Right? It's scary. It's hard. But we can do hard things. And we can become more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Trust me, I am an example of this. The sheer fact that I'm recording myself talking about (laughs) intimate thoughts that I've had is a testament to that. It's been a process even getting to this point, and uh, it goes along with my journey as an educator. I never used to share my personal thoughts with my students, or very rarely. I guess I shouldn't say never, but um, I would often have thoughts in the morning, as, <laughs> as I typically do, whether it's when I'm out for a walk or run or you know, just driving to campus. My brain tends to be pretty active and receptive uh, yeah receptive in the morning and and I get um, like flashes of inspiration and, and thoughts and I used to hold back from sharing them with my students because well I had a lot of excuses actually um, I would tell myself things like well it's just off topic you know that's not what Spanish class is for even if I took a couple minutes to do it um, would the students listen would they be interested would it benefit them Um, so, so yeah, I used to, I used to hold back a lot and then I got to a point, it was probably about three years ago that I just started going for it more. This was, yeah, this was in fall of 2017. So if any of you listeners were in my classes that fall, then I am directly, talking about you right now. Um, You know who you are. Um, But something about that time in my life and and the students I had in those classes 
somehow gave me the confidence or or just the motivation to open up a little bit more and, and share more of myself with my students. And I got really good feedback for it. And by that, I mean, students would tell me things like, hey, that conversation, you know, the couple minutes that we just chatted at the beginning or end of class about life things, that was really meaningful. So I started to just do a little bit more of it. And I became when in the beginning, like I, I'm telling you, it was super uncomfortable. I was nervous and I would doubt and question. Um, but I became more and more comfortable with that discomfort <laughs> and with stepping out of my, my comfort zone. And then eventually my comfort zone began to expand and change and grow. And I grew with that. I mean, that is essentially, you know, evidence of, of, of personal growth, right? When we're able to do new and different things um, and have, um, you know, more, more confidence and security doing them. Anyway, that's enough about me. I, I still want to go back to the question of fear and where it's holding you back and what can be the result of feeling the fear and doing it anyway and, and not letting fear hold us back from pursuing an interest or acting on a cause that we may feel strongly about. What we saw with my friend and, and what I've discovered also in my own journey is that we can access some untapped potential that may be tied even to like our mission and our purpose in life. And when we tap into our passion, we find this like massive source of energy. It's, I mean, truly, it's like it can be limitless, um, the kind of energy that we can that we have at our disposal when we tap into our our deepest interests and and passions Um, and we can use this energy to create in the world i believe that this is kind of like tapping into our essence you know our unique essence sort of like our soul and, um, and that's powerful stuff, you guys. That's really powerful. And that's, I think, what my friend was experiencing when she said she felt so energized and um, almost like this rush of adrenaline because she got over that, that barrier that was holding her back from expressing her true self. And, you know, the way this looks in concrete terms, it's unique for everyone because we are all original creations. And... I'll say again, like, you know, what calls you may not call me in the same way. And what I find energizing may not be the same for you. And and that's okay. Um, But one thing that I think will be kind of in common with all of this when when we tap into that, that deep source of potential is that I believe it will ultimately be aligned with love. And it will produce the effect of love in the world. And why is that? Well, in my worldview, that's because I believe that love is our nature. I said that on my first episode. That's that's one of my core principles. That is like the core principle. I, I agree with the opinion that love is always the best answer. Um, and it takes many different forms. But whatever results from you tapping into your your passions should align with love and 
if it doesn't, if it doesn't look and feel like love, then it may be clouded by ego. So this is something to look out for. Okay, ego is concerned with appearances. It's, I mean, it exists. It's, it's a part of ourself. It's a part of our makeup um, that exists to protect our sense of self and like our own personal identity um, and to protect our attachments closely related to like pride, right? But it's not our true identity. Our true identity is love and we are actually one human race and it's love that binds us together divisions and differences that we get caught up in you know things like race and gender religion you name it I kind of think of these as like surface level illusion kind of like the shadows on the wall of the cave if if you're familiar with Plato's allegory of the cave and so that's not real that's not like the true reality our true reality is that we are one and um, this brings to mind a quote from Thich Nhat Hanh, um, who is a Buddhist monk and peace activist. And I just absolutely love this quote. And I think it's so appropriate and fitting for the time. We are here to awaken from our illusion of separateness. So remembering that if love is our nature and if we tap into that deep passion at the core of our being then the then the effect it will produce will be aligned with love in the world and that can take many different forms and um speaking of love the other quote that came to mind which i just also love (laughs) is um this one is from eckhart tolle and he says to love is to recognize yourself in another. Oh my gosh, that is just so true. So I know I've kind of gone from like fear to love um, in a very strange and roundabout way, but this is it. This is the core of the message. This is what I want to really drive home because we all need more of this right now, right? To see ourselves in another. And what does that produce? Compassion, empathy understanding, open-mindedness, right? So (laughs) how do we get to the point of like overcoming that fear? And I don't even want to say overcome because that gives the impression that like the fear no longer exists, like that somehow just goes away and which I don't think has to be the case in order for us to act. I think that we can feel the fear and do it anyway. But I want to offer that that takes courage, right? And courage is a, it's like a muscle. It's like a a thing that we can practice and get better at. And kind of like I was saying that like stepping outside of my comfort zone was really hard at first, you know, opening up and, and showing more of my true self in class, but I practiced it little by little. And just like strength training, you know, building, building muscle, Um, you do it through lots of reps and heavier weight I guess that's part of it too I'm not an expert in this but I can even relate that to running you know and I get back into if I've taken some time away from running and I'm kind of getting back into it I start out with like one mile 
or, you know, depending on where I am, and then build from there. Um, I mean, this is basic stuff, you guys, but I think it's easy to sometimes forget that things like this take practice, just like learning a musical instrument, right? Learning a new song on, on the guitar, you you practice the chords and the f- fingering um, over and over again until it gets easier and you start to you know, put the pieces together and eventually you are able to perform the entire piece. So it doesn't, it's not supposed to be easy and it's not supposed to be just, you know, all of a sudden we're able to do hard things um, all the way through. But if we break it down, you know, into baby steps and practice it, then we can, we can accomplish amazing things. So, um, that was really out there. I I don't know. I hope that you followed and I really hope that this was of some value to you. Um, but yeah, the question of just, you know, where's fear holding you back and do you like your reasons for that? I think these are worthwhile questions for us to ask ourselves now and, um, and let me know what you think. Join us on Instagram um, at life.betweenclasses and share, share your thoughts. And um, I'll probably talk to you again soon about the process for staying motivated on a project or a goal over the summer because that is still on the agenda. Um, so I think, um, the next episode will, will probably address that. Have a great day, everyone. Um, sending lots of love and light and peace to everyone. And remember, be good to each other. Let's share the love, spread the love. Talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us for Life Between Classes where we know that there's more going on than meets the eye.